BBC Radio Manchester. Good morning. You are listening to Saturday Breakfast with me, Asmi Yunus. It's just gone eight minutes past nine. I'm sitting in for the lovely Simone Riley. And on a Saturday after nine o'clock, she hosts the Bad Parents Club. And I'm going to do my best to hold the fort for her. And I'm not a parent myself, but I have a little nephew and have a lot of friends with children. Um, and I get the pleasure of spending the time with kids, but then being able to pass them off. But uh, today we've got a topic which I'm sure is close to many people's hearts because there'll be a lot of parents right now rejoicing that children are returning to school next week. But it's not actually the case for all families. Now, it can be traumatic for many children with special educational needs and those who struggle with a change in routine. I'm pleased to say I've got Emma Manda this morning, director and co-founder of Great Minds Together, joining me on the show. Good morning, Emma. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me uh, this lovely Saturday morning. Now, as I said, there have been a lot of parents that are looking forward to this day for a few months now, but it's not going to be joyful for some, isn't it? No, not at all. Um, A lot of children and young people will be struggling quite a lot because of another change um, going back with lots of people. You know, the last few months for some might have actually been the best thing that ever happened to them. And then going back to having to conform with society is going to be a real struggle. So, yeah, it's not going to be like that for everybody. I did see something on Twitter the other day of his his little boy who'd been on Zoom classes. And when he found out he was having to go back to school, he was very like visibly quite upset because he was worried he wasn't going to have any friends anymore because it's been so long since he's seen anyone. And, you know, his parents were trying to sort of explain to him. And it's it's quite difficult, isn't it? Because it has been so long for some children. Yeah, and I think, you know, for some children that may struggle with their social circles have probably found this time much easier because, you know, they've been able to connect with people online. That's very much, you know, been really positive for lots of children that really struggle making friends. Um, because they've got lots of different options online. So, you know, you've got, um, you can talk through chats, people can't see you. And and that's really, really helpful for children, young people that might have a lot of anxiety. So thinking about going back where there's lots of people around and all of that anxiety coming back for, for children and anxiety and mental health needs is, is so much um, more prevalent now than it's ever been before in children. And I think now is the time we really need to be doing things differently. And I know, you know, there was lots of talk last time in the last lockdown where they said, oh, we're going to do things differently now and we're going to have a lot of focus on social emotional well-being when the children return. And then all of the children returned. And I know, you know, my children, all all they did was assessments for weeks on end as soon as they went back. So it, it wasn't different. And actually what schools were really worried about was where they're at in their level of attainment but now is really the time to be looking out for the children and young people who may have an unidentified need who may have gone under the radar before you know we have real opportunity to now to to figure out who those children are and how we can best support them how can we help children who, who might who are going to be finding this transition you know quite difficult when they're having to go from being in sort of the comfort and, and almost safety i suppose of being home and then moving to getting back into school, how can we help these children? Well, I think you're looking for two types of children, really, when um, obviously you'll have have the, the, the teachers at schools will have the children that are on their radar that um, will have an identified need that may be on the SEND register that may have an EHC plan. Um, the children that we need to be looking out for 
that we don't know about particularly are they, they might be presented in two ways so they could be um presenting with very explosive behaviors um and that's where you know there's there's always a need behind that behavior so we need to be understanding what that need is you might have students that might be very quiet that might not be presenting with any behavior but are extremely quiet extremely withdrawn so it's looking out for those children and young people and then in order to help them we need to be listening to them we need to be making the time to talk to them to understand how they're feeling to try and identify what's going on behind that behavior or behind that withdrawal and then putting the things in place you know there's lots of resources out there now that the, the thing that has been good from from everything that's happened over the last year is there's so many resources out there for free you know there's people offering their time and advice for free there's educational psychologists wanting to help who you know are out there you know it's where to look look online as professionals and parents there's so many amazing groups um and lots of different strategies but the main thing is to look and then listen, but listen to understand. And really, let's move away from sanctioning behaviour and going straight to that. You know, we're still operating like we're in the 1950s in schools at the minute, and we're not really paying attention to the need behind the behaviour and looking at a more therapeutic approach. And that's what we should be doing, especially now. Because mm, it has been, you know, such a... An... Well, such a difficult time, not just for children, though. It's been a difficult time for, for adults as well. So, you know, for people, for, for parents who are worried about going back to school, for their kids going back to school, or if they've got children with special needs and or additional needs, and they're worried about them going back, have you got any tips for them? Yeah, it's going to be a really worrying time for a lot of parents and carers. And I would just probably say that the, the main thing to think is not not put too much pressure on yourself um not to conform you know whilst there's rules of there's got to be this day that the school the schools are all opening and your child must return open up that conversation with the school and say you know my child isn't okay and they're going to really struggle and if you haven't done already i mean what what should have happened is school should have been in touch in in the last two weeks since the announcement to arrange transition for students that will struggle and to look at a really targeted plan. Now, that's an ideal world. And, you know, I can imagine that hasn't happened in a lot of cases. So where that hasn't happened, just because schools open on Monday doesn't mean that Monday's the right day for your child to go back. Now, I'm not discouraging children not to go to school. But what I am saying is that if you speak to school and talk about a phased integration back to school and look at how that can be done positively and looking at the unique needs of that child and getting the professionals to understand why they're finding it difficult the be the people that know the children best in the whole world is the parent and carer so you could probably help the teachers on how to manage um the young person and their anxieties coming back to school because not only do you know them the best but you actually know how they're managing in this climate right now with this pandemic so open those lines of communication speak to school and then talk about phase transitions um you know, it might start off with a couple of mornings a week 
and you can ask them for a provision plan and you can ask schools to look at putting you know a pupil support plan in place for your child if they aren't they haven't had an identified need before even if they just have anxiety and um, that is a need so it doesn't mean that they have a learning need always but if it is affecting their social emotional well-being that is a need right now so it's getting school on board and understanding and if you struggle with that you, you're very welcome to get in touch with us and we can help with that as well that's that's really great and it's you know and that's what it is isn't it? it's opening those lines of communication and making sure that it's the right fit for them that you know you're you're happy and, and they're comfortable and you know really kind of looking out for each other i thought there were really good tips there emma thank you you're now okay. listening to our chat is rachel a mum from northwich and you want to head on emma uh, and she's still with us emma manda director and co-founder of great minds together and with schools returning this week we were talking about how although some parents will be rejoicing um not everyone is uh, it can be quite traumatic transition to transition I'll put my teeth back in um from you know being homeschooled and then going back in now listening to our chat with Emma is Rachel King she's a mum from Northwich and she has three children going back to school on Monday but they are all feeling differently about going back Rachel good morning thank you for joining us today hi thank you so much for having me on Rachel can you explain your current situation and, and how exactly are the kids feeling so I've got three children. I've got a um, little girl that's six and she can't wait to go back to school. She's excited about getting her certificates again and seeing her friends. Um, and it's really lovely to, you know, to see how excited she is. I think she will be a little bit nervous come Monday, but she really is looking forward to it. Um, and then I've got my eldest who's nine, he's nearly 10. Um, he's got um, ADHD and is also um, starting the pathway for the ASD diagnosis as well. Um, so he is anxious about going back, but throughout the lockdown, his teacher's been doing a one-to-one -one Zoom call with him um, on a daily basis, which has really helped him um, keep in contact with her and also have a bit of um, you know normality for him. Um, so he is anxious, but I think come Monday, I think hopefully once he's back in, he'll settle hopefully. Um, it's a completely different case for my middle child. Um, and I do feel quite emotional talking about it because he's, he's just so upset. He doesn't want to go back. Um, he is just, he needs routine. He thrives off structure and he hasn't been away from me at all since lockdown. And he's just, he was devastated when Boris Johnson announced they were going back. Um, obviously it was on the telly and he could start crying and then on Thursday, um, we stopped doing homeschooling and I said, oh, yes, you know, we'll have a treat. We've stopped doing homeschooling. And he burst out crying again and he said, that means I've got to go back to school, mummy, and I don't want to. And it's so heartbreaking as a parent to hear that your child, you know, isn't happy that homeschooling's ended. I think he would do anything in the power to stay at home with me. And, it, you know, it's really sad. And it's, you know, I'm so anxious about Monday because I know last time, it took it took two teachers to you know take him off me um and he was just crying his eyes out and it, you know i'm not looking forward to that at all oh bless no that and that's it isn't it is that they get so used to it and he must just be so it seems like he's obviously so happy being at home but you know i suppose the reality is that they will at some point have to go back into school yes. and, and i think emma gave some some great advice earlier about you know transitioning but and how it's different for anyone yeah. emma you, you mentioned that didn't you before that actually it's not just about okay everybody has to go back to school on monday if it is going to be difficult 
Yeah, and I think, you know, in, in, a, in a case like that, I mean, it's awful to listen to that. And, uh, you know, we, we work with lots of families where that's very much the case for lots of children and young people at the minute. And they're so in tune to everything that's going on. And, I mean, there's so much anxieties around going back to school for them. You know, things probably going through their heads that we haven't even thought about as adults. I mean, in that case, I don't know whether or not, you know, you've had any conversations with school about how he's feeling, but maybe switching it up a little bit. So, you know, that anxiety is probably going to build over the weekend all the way up to Monday morning. It might be worth switching it up so he isn't going in on Monday morning. You haven't got that mad school run with everybody trying to get ready at the same time, which is going to be really difficult because I've got three children. So yeah. um, <clears throat> very, very similar situations, actually, um, quite similar. And obviously where you've got a really busy morning trying to get everybody ready, um, that's probably going to be really difficult in managing how he's feeling in that moment. So I don't know what, what the, I don't know what, obviously, what if you're working or, or what commitments you have, but whether it's worthwhile speaking to school about him maybe going in in the afternoon for the last couple of hours of the day and then he's not getting that anxiety of a school morning which in his mind will will what he will remember from before yes. and then maybe doing a couple of hours in the afternoon you know he's getting time with you on his own a couple of days of the week and then slowly sort of reduce that as you increase in the time at school to, to the point where he doesn't really notice it much. Yeah, I think it's difficult because on um, on Wednesday as well, he's got, so he's obviously going back to school, and on Wednesday he's got a hearing aid appointment, and I've waited months for this, and it just happens to be the first week he's going back. So then I'm worried thinking, well, should I change that appointment? Is that then throwing something else in the mix? What would you say about that? And would you say that that's going to cause him even more stress having to come out of school and go to an appointment um what time of day is the appointment it, it's it's just after lunch time so he could always go in the morning but I do, what I don't want to do is overwhelm him with you know going back to school and then having to go out to an appointment that's also been concerning me you know whether there's too much going on for him that week um so if if you're so you don't want to kind of mix up his routine too much that's what, that's what I'm wondering yes whether you know they get so used to it don't they yeah I mean used to having what they would they normally do I suppose I mean, I don't. If, with it being in the afternoon, that's probably quite a good thing. I don't think it'll be too bad. So, is it? I'm presuming they start back at school on Monday. The appointment's Wednesday, so that will kind yes. of break up the week a little bit as yes, well. Yeah. And then, and then, if he's getting some really one-on-one time with you, taking him to that appointment part way through his first week back, it probably will be quite a positive thing, actually. Yeah, so it could actually help. Yeah. I also have. Um, he has a lot of sensory needs, so uniform is going to be a massive, massive um, thing for us. And I don't know whether, I mean, again, Emma, would you suggest maybe him trying his uniform on today or Sunday? Because, you know, on a normal day, he, he has um, he has his clothes ready for him every morning and he only wears particular um, clothes that I have to wash every day. Um, he only wears a certain pair of tracksuits. He's very, very fussy with his uniform and he'll only wear um, PE tops. He, he won't wear tops with buttons. So I'm thinking he's been out of his uniform for so long. Again, that's another hurdle for Monday. Would you suggest maybe this afternoon him trying it on? Or do you think that that will cause him more anxiety about Monday? Yeah, so sensor, sensory needs are really common, actually. And 
I mean, it's a difficult one, this, because I, um, I, I don't really know what school it is, how they are, how much they're involved. But for me, I would be more inclined to be having the conversation with school about yeah. what he could wear to school that's going to make him feel more comfortable. Rather than, with, with all of his worries and anxieties right now, there's so much going on, it's so overwhelming. And actually, that would be a reasonable adjustment for school to agree for him to wear something a little bit more comfortable, you know, and then, you know, introduce a piece of uniform at a time. Now, it depends on how he'll find that, because some children, as much as they really struggle with wearing uniforms, that can also be a bit of a trigger if they're standing out to other children yes, so they're not looking yes. the same so yeah, so much to think about isn't it it is yeah so it's it's a tricky one but if you could get sort of black jogging pants and black trainers that look, just look like shoes um yeah. so it's not too different and if he wears his PE t-shirt but then his jumper so you've only introduced one piece of uniform really and yeah. then as things start you know getting back to normal try introducing the shoes and then the trousers uh, you know so I would be more inclined to speak to school about what can what they can do to make him feel more comfortable rather than getting him to do what he should do to conform to society because that's something I I hugely believe you know there's lots of um trauma that can come from experience at school from unmet needs from children having to conform to society and I think we as adults need to be really looking at that and looking at ways that we can support those children in the best way so I'd be more inclined to go the other way and say okay school what can you do to support my child back in and and make him feel the most comfortable yeah thank you that's really great advice Emma thank you for that Rachel just before I let you both go how hard has the actual lockdown period been for you? Because I know obviously all this is, is coming up now with them getting ready for school, but how has it been having them at home for, for this period of time? It's quite a long period of time. Yes, yeah, it's it has been really difficult. Um, it has been been hard, and obviously homeschooling the three of them. Um, and I have to, I've had to sit with them and work with them one-to-one. So some days I've been doing schoolwork from eight till five, um, but I did speak to school about it and they were like, they were really supportive and they were just, you know, do what you can, when you can. Then they introduced the one-to-one sessions um, for my eldest son. But I think what I'm going to find hard is that I haven't been away from them, just like they haven't been away from me. Yeah. So I think come next week, I'm going to, and I did struggle last time. Um, I've got general anxiety disorder. Um, and last time I found myself um, having a few panic attacks and, like on Monday, I know I'll be thinking, oh, you know, what should I be doing now? Because I've done nothing other than be at home with the children for the whole of the lockdown. Um, you know, I love them to pieces and they're my absolute world. And I will feel lost without them next week. So I think it works both ways with parents being anxious about next week as well as the children. Um, so, yes, it'll be it'll be a challenge come Monday, but I'm going to try and be positive. And um absolutely i'm sure we can do it it. and hopefully you know it's the next step to what's needed for us all to get back to normality and you know eventually all be back together again rachel just just to say if you want any support from one of our mentors through that time just to help you really um you can get free support through great minds together so just um fill out a referral form on our website and somebody will be in touch and we're more than happy to just have someone to talk to if you if you want that you know over the next couple of weeks no problem Thank you, Emma. That's really, really kind. And, and you know, thank you so much for sharing your advice. Uh, Rachel, I really hope what Emma's uh, sort of explained this, uh, just uh, in the last 10 minutes has really helped you as well. 
Um, yes. And, you know, you do have to take care of yourself. You're taking care of the kids, but also you need to make sure that you you are OK, too. It is such a difficult time for everyone, isn't it? Adults, children. Um, it's just been a very, very unusual last 12 months. And, and like you said, I think the positive thing is hopefully we're now on track to getting back to what will hopefully be, you know, what we are used to as normal. Um, but, yeah, good luck with everything. And Emma... Thank you so much for, for your help and advice. And Rachel, thank you so much for joining us this thank morning. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us on. Thank you. Good luck next week, Rachel. Thank you. Been such a pleasure.